Well, hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name's Elisa Keaton, and today we bring you a mama of the house, Mama B. Lisa Bevere is here today. And I don't know, perhaps there's one or two of you who don't know who Lisa Bevere is, but let me just catch you up to speed. Lisa Bevere has spent over three decades empowering women of all ages to find their identity. She is a New York Times bestseller of books that include Without Rival, Godmothers, Girl with Swords, Lioness Arising, Strong, which we had her on last. And I told her when she was here last, please write another book so you come back and we can talk. And her recent book is a devotional titled Fiercely Loved. So here's the deal. We chit-chatted so much. I, I hope this is this is useful information for you. I'm honestly, I think this is kind of more of a girlfriend talk. So just enjoy Lisa and me talking about menopause, about um, about the love of God, about our husbands, about neat freaks. I mean, we're just, it literally at the end, I was like, well, I sure hope that was uh, useful information. But I think you're just going to enjoy two women being real and really loving the Lord, fiercely loved. She does have a good, she, you know, at one point she's like, okay, I got to get serious. So she does definitely pick up the mic and preach and you're going to, you know, be stirred up as only Lisa can stir us up. So have fun with this. Share this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, if this is a part of your life or week and it it blesses you, if you've never left a review, we sure would love it if you would leave a review. I read them all. I don't always read them all on air. And if we do read them on air though, you will get a Love Greater Than Fear package. But I do read them because I am grateful. This is a gift and a get to. So thank you to our donors, people who are moving the mission with us, monthly partners. Thank you. You make things like this podcast, RevWell TV, our challenges, our scholarships, instructor training, all the things you feel that engine. So thank you so much. We love you guys. We hope this blesses you. Have fun. And I look forward to talking to you in all the places. Peace. Hey, Revelation Wellness community, our dear, dear friend, literally, I just, I tell her, go write a book so you can come back. Just write another <laughs> book so I can selfishly the only reason. It's the okay. only reason. It's about me, Lisa. <laughs> Mama V is back, everyone. Lisa Bevere's here. And she, yep, she's done it. She's written another book. This is called Fiercely Loved. I'm going to put this up for YouTube. Fiercely Loved. God's Wild Thoughts About You. And it is a devotional. How many days we got? Or do we know? 90. They asked 90. for 100 and I said, no, no, I'm doing I know 90. my boundaries. That's three months. That's three months. That's plenty. <laughs> you That's just don't leave someone hanging in the middle of the next month. No, <laughs> no. Three months. I like that. I like that. Okay. So first of all, just tell people what you've been up to before we jump in the book. What do you been, where, where did you just come back from? What plane did you get off of? What are you okay. doing? Wow. I'm going to have to come up with a little bit of a story on that because I've been home for a couple weeks. I will Ooh. say, um, I babysat four grandkids for and eight survived. Days. Eight oh my gosh, days, eight days. Eight days. Their parents were overseas. Everybody survived. I survived. John did not, he, he was not present for it because his stress would stress me. Like seeing his, uh -huh. like he, he'd be like, they're touching the walls. Are uh -huh. their feet clean? So I was uh -huh. like, no, 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 you go away. So John was away and um, I, I, I still got it. I mean, I felt, I felt good. Eight, they were so 
eight, eight days, four grandkids. In raging, your house, in your house. In my house. And um, there was, you know, there were some memorable moments. Um, I like? forgot, girl, I forgot, well, I forgot girls how much different they are than boys. Okay. And how they go from zero to I'm going to kill you to I'm really sorry <laughs> in a matter of three seconds. And, and just the physical, I mean, like, what just, wait, what just happened? You know, and because I had boys and, you know, you'd always could tell, oh, they're starting to get a little rough. Like yeah. there, there's, there's going to be bloodshed or a bruise, like something's yeah. going to happen, but you, you could kind of step in and say, Hey, Hey guys, this is going to, somebody's going to get hurt. You need to step yeah. back. But yeah. this was, this was, uh, this was fun. This was fun. And my, um, my oldest son, these are his kids. My oldest son was consistently a negotiator on everything. Just exhausted me. Uh, like I would be like, just do it for the love of God. Just, just, just do it. Right. Just do it. And uh, his son uh, has inherited his incredible negotiation skills. And so I had to, I had a call on Alexa. And I said, Alexa, I need you to pull a clip from The Godfather about Sicilian women. And <laughs> I put there's this clip that said, Sicilian women are more dangerous than shotguns. And I said, Asher, I am a Sicilian. <laughs> so, so I said, you need to stop. He was like, he got it. He how, really old, make how old is Asher? He's 12. He didn't okay, really make much of a comment about it, but when I dropped him off, it was the first thing he told his parents in front of me. Gee, mama showed me a clip from The Godfather from the about God. women, Sicilian women being more dangerous than shotguns. And I was like, okay, well, I had, to, I had to power position myself because I was getting tired. Oh my gosh. I think about, I'm about to empty my nest. My daughter's going to go off to college. And, you know, house, I'm noticing like the house stays clean. Things are in its place. I'm yep. wondering, I'm actually going, oh, I, and I want to be an all-in grandparent. I want to be yeah. all-in. I don't want to be worried about this or that, but I'm like, oh, how will that tension be? And because I probably, my husband's much like John, like he would- John's OCD. Picking no, up he, stuff. Oh, yeah. No, no, he doesn't pick up anything. He's just aware of the things that are getting- <laughs> The checklist. <laughs> he's, he's like, ah. Like, no, I, uh -huh. I think that, um, I think that that same dynamic that worked when you guys were raising kids will probably play out yeah. when your grandparents, but I mean, I would, I love the chaos. I mean, yeah. the louder, yeah. the Me more too. people, yeah. the more, the messy, I don't know. My husband, he will just disappear. Like he'll just, he yeah. just disappears. Yeah. And, I, and I've given him full permission anytime it's overwhelming remove yourself. Float away. Yes. Yeah. Go, go outside, yeah. go into your office. And, uh, so he, he, <laughs> he embraces that, but yeah, no, he's, he's, um, he's doing better. And I, I will say as a grandparent, yeah. it's an opportunity to redeem everything that oh, you gosh. wish you would have done differently with your own True. children. I I feel that I feel the inventory list of things I would do differently, and I can't wait to cash in. And, yeah, and and then I was trifolding underwear instead <laughs> of cuddling, you know. And so if I can, I'm like now, cuddle. yeah. I'm just sitting yeah. and, and and I I I introduced something they're really excited about. Matter of fact, they my grandkids live now. They didn't when I was babysitting. They live down the street. 
So we have started a, uh, when I was babysitting them, their parents were in the UK. So I made them watch British movies. We watched like Mary Poppins. Yes. Everything had to take place in the UK. And then I made them tea. So we would do afternoon tea oh. and they loved it. So it's very un-Italian, but I did it and they <laughs> loved it. And so, uh, so I'm going to just continue a little bit of that, just kind of create some pause. It's so fun. Yeah. I think you have more space. We know that, right? You're yeah. in, you're out. You're not every day, the day to day, which can be the grind. I can't. I'm, well, I can wait. So be on Jack. I can wait to be a grandparent, but <laughs> you're like, don't. Don't do it. Yes, I, you know, so. my husband is loving the empty nest. I, you're sad. A little, just a little, just a little, just a little. But yeah, but I, you know, the thing is, it's it's seasons, and yeah. I'm excited for the next season. And I'm, ex- I mean, I feel incredibly blessed. I have grandkids near me. I mean, who yeah. gets that? So yeah. that's that's amazing. So, yeah. and yeah. I've totally diverted away from the whole devotional. I. <laughs> That's how, you know, no, but I mean, think about this. Yeah. I fiercely love my grandkids. Mm. I fiercely love them. Mm. I never feel this need to control. I'm not worried. I have this incredible Mm. awareness of my love for them. And, and I will say grandkids really love the grandparents. Yeah. I mean, it's this beautiful, just they, they just, they just love you. I mean, they yeah. just come, they come, they hug you yeah. and it's just this beautiful uh, dynamic that, cause I am, I'm kind of like representation of goodness, you know, goodness. Yeah. And I, I only pull the, the big, the big mama card of, I spanked your dad when you were, you know, before you ever existed. I've never, and just for the record, I've never, ever had to spank any of my grandkids. Uh, so, and I, even though my children said, if you need to, I'm like, heck no, that is not my job. Oh, I said, come I'm, on. Yeah. I, I hug. Mm. I, I, I just, I will have negotiations, but I will yeah. not spank. But um, I have watched in, um, in mm. wonder of mm. their childhood. And again, like when I said, it's a chance to redeem, you, you look back and you think, I missed so much when I was a mom. Mm. I, you know, like I, my, my youngest son is married and they're expecting their very first baby. And not long ago, I looked at them and I said, you're obviously potty trained. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just said mm-hmm. it was a blessed blur. Mm-hmm. And so you can be a little bit more intentional Mm-hmm. And you can be a little bit more reflective and mm-hmm. have, and I would say have very important conversations. So having my uh, grandchildren around my one granddaughter, so precious, just was pursuing the presence of God. Mm-hmm. She just mm-hmm. said, I, I, I don't know. I don't feel God. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's talking to me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. And, and I would talk to her and say, I know mm. that God wants to talk to you more than you want to hear from him. Well, wow. yeah. And so okay. she would say, well, wh- why am I not hearing? And yeah. we would have these conversations and oh my gosh, Elisa, she came back from camp this last week and she just said, grandma, were you at church on Sunday? I said, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I was <laughs> hosting a, a bridal luncheon. And she said, did you watch it online? I said, okay, I did not. And she said, they had me on camera. And I said, oh, you're kidding. And she said, no. 
I was talking about how at camp, I felt immersed in the love of God. Oh, how I felt this warmth and all of the stress mm. and all of the pressure. Because mm. how many of you know, 11-year-old girls are feeling a lot of body it's, shame. Come on. And a Oof. lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. they feel fiercely mm-hmm. judged, not mm-hmm. fiercely loved. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. having this encounter with God's love is, is something that each and every one of us were created to have. Amen. And, and I don't know that our time and our culture um, makes room for us to have those encounters. But I would say to every single person, you could do no greater self-care than to create sacred space. You, Absolutely. You just having those moments of pause yeah, where you release the anxiety and yeah. you reflect on God's goodness and then you hear his whisper. Those are the things that shift everything. What does that look like for you, Lisa? What, what's, what's a practice or what, how are you like adamant about this is, I, I need this time to be fiercely loved by God. What, what does that look like? Well, so one of the great things about my life is my husband wakes up super early. I mean, he is out of the bed at 5.15. I mean, mm-hmm. he's gone. And when I wake up, mm-hmm. I seize that moment. Mm-hmm. I listen. Mm-hmm. I, I always pray the Our Father mm-hmm. and I pause. Mm-hmm. It, it, bec- it becomes my, you know, Our Father who art in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a th- I have access to a throne room. Come on. Holy is your name. What does that mm-hmm. even mean? Yeah. It means it's other. It means yeah. it's highest. Yeah. It means it's, it's an it's a honor to speak it. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That is a, that is an incredibly powerful declaration. Absolutely. And, and what does that look like in my life today? And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I know for me, a lot of times, um, what will come up in that moment is a song mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a breach, mm-hmm. a breach in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, something I've forgotten to do mm-hmm. uh, something uh that a person will just drop like it was so crazy uh just the other day I had I had someone just drop into my heart when I woke up you know when I was just pausing mm-hmm. because kind of once I get into motion I'm gonna miss some some signposts and mm-hmm. so she came into my heart and I prayed mm-hmm. for her and I thought I need to call her mm-hmm. and Elisa when I called her she just started weeping and she said, Lisa, I prayed that you would call me. And, and there's just these moments where you're thinking, how many times have I missed that? Mm -hmm. I want, and again, not to beat myself up, but Mm -hmm. to welcome a sensitivity towards that and and to realize these last couple of years have been really rough on some people. That's right. You know, for, for some of us, it has been a reset. Yeah. And for some people, it has been a nightmare. Yeah. And um, we just have to have a mindfulness of that. Yeah. That people are hurting and yeah. liking yeah. their posts on Instagram, as supportive as that is, mm. it's not enough. Mm. If if somebody drops in your heart, you need to reach out. You know, Lisa, one of the Lisa, one of the things you don't know is I've moved. One, two, I think I've moved four times since last time I've talked to you and what moving. Yes, I know. Wow. Moving is super stressful. 
and I was uh, feeling sorry for myself and my husband was gone and, and, you know, there felt like this, my, my children aren't in my house. Mm -hmm. I'm in a foreign house. I Mm -hmm. I was feeling very, uh, just a little, uh, just a little sorry for myself. Yeah. And so what did I do? I said, Holy spirit, I'm going to be miserable if I sit here. And I heard you have a new neighbor, which I did know that. I knew there was a neighbor down the street. He said, welcome her. And I thought, I don't want to come with nothing in my hands. And so I grabbed a roll of pasta. I tied a bow on it. I stuck her Christmas card because that's all I had. I stuck her a Christmas <laughs> card. I ringed the door, but I knew she had voice. I thought, well, you know, there's the bond right there. And these yeah. young girls answer. And I think, oh, I've got the wrong house. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We're the cousins. And I walk in. And it turns out that this beautiful mama with her three boys, Mm. she's lost her mom. Her sister-in-law had prayed for her that she would find a friend. Uh, Like I just spent a little time talking to her, gave her a card. Her sister-in-law said, I know Lisa Bevere. Mm. I met her at an event. Mm. I can't, you know, and so, uh, so I was able to bring her into our world. I was wow. able to include her with other women. So if yeah. I saw somebody isolated and alone, what is, you know, I feel isolated alone. Why doesn't he be doing that for me? Well, do what yeah. you want somebody else to do for you, for them. Yes. And, and it just very simple. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have people down the street that are beautiful and hurting. We have mm-hmm. people down the street waiting to have friends and we just don't we don't understand that the love of god compels us yeah what, we're not experiencing the love of god it's white noise oh yeah i know jesus loves me right right well if you've actually experienced that you want other people to experience it and if it's gotten cold if you're like yeah, yeah. There's, there's no wonder in that Right. Then this devotional is is a devotional that will restore that wonder. I love it. And I have that that you guys, as only Lisa can write in words that get after the heart. And I mean, it's not is it just for women? Yes, no. Well, you know, so here's the thing. I mean, I don't think it has to be just for women. Right. But I just find that only women read my books. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's tragic, but true. mm -hmm. And I think it's coming up on the other side. Women are the ones that read the marriage books. They're, they're the ones that read the, I want to communicate better books. Uh, I used to read marriage books for my husband. Like I'd be like, Hey, I found a really good point. I should read out loud on this car trip. But (laughs) women are the ones that understand they have the relational connector. And I feel with all of my heart that women are being blessed by God because God is not interested in me doing things for him. He wants me to do things with him. With him. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's ever talked to you like this, but um, he was very clear with me that who I was to him was more important than anything I would ever do for him. That's right. And that's, and right. that's how everything needs to flow. That's so like, right. I don't, I don't look at my grandkids and say, what can I use you to do? Amen. Come on. I, I'm going to sit down and say, how can I hear your heart? Mm-hmm. What, what can we talk about? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, mama, I feel fat. Okay, let's talk about that. Or I feel mm-hmm. this, or I feel mm-hmm. alone, or kids mm-hmm. at school made fun of me, or mm-hmm. I'm excited. My body is growing and developing mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and it's a wonder. And I mean, like mm-hmm. all of these are conversations, you know, I don't have any friends. I've just moved. It's been hard. All of these things, these are opportunities for us to connect people with the answer and yes. to hear them. Yes. What do you think keeps us? from being fiercely loved, like really being rooted in this, this breadth, width, depth, height, the love of God? Well, I don't know what keeps everybody else, but I can mm-hmm. talk about what would keep me okay. was I had a fierce judge in my head. I mm. had, I had the, um, okay. You know, just take you all the way back. So I don't know how you grew up. I grew up. Dysfunctional. With, yes. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I grew up with, you always do this. You never do that. Just like your uncle, you're going to be this, you're lazy, you're this, you're that, you're this, you know, did my mom know to do better? Probably not. Yeah. Right. Did my dad say terrible things? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did he experience terrible things? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did he do better than what was done for him? Yes. Mm -hmm. But as we know to do better, we do better. And so we have to make a decision that. We cannot allow the words of people to override right. the word of God right. and, and, and what people prophesy over us because mm. of what people curse us with. Um, mm. We're going to let God break those words and he's going to say, yeah, I know that's who you've been, Lisa, but let me yeah. just tell you who you become. And so I had a voice in my head that would replay what I had heard about me from other people, from my mother, what I had taken on. And I Mm -hmm. had to say, I had to say on purpose, all right, that is not the truth of me anymore. That's right. That's who I've been. That's not who I'm becoming. And and one of the things that was instrumental for me was, uh, again, I got born again in the 80s, 1981. 80s were a unique time period. There was a lot, there was a lot happening in the body of Christ that was unusual. Uh, I yes. was, I was just fresh out of the Catholic church. Yeah. Like what's going on here? You know, we're yeah. just trying to be quiet and you guys are super loud. But anyway, it was a <laughs> big culture change and I would listen to the ministers and think, okay, that's how I need to pray. And they would say things like, God, I want you to use me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I remember praying like that. Okay. That's, that's holy. I'm going to pray like that. God, I want you to use me. And after, I'm pretty sure months, possibly a year of praying like that, I heard, Lisa, have you ever been used by a friend? Whoa. And I said, yes. And he said, how did that feel? Yeah. I said, I felt betrayed. I felt dirty. I felt lied to. He said, were you ever used by a boyfriend? I thought, yes. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? shameful, rejected. I felt stupid. And I heard him say, I don't use people. I heal them. I transform them. I conform them to my image. But Satan uses people. People. And he said, I'll use circumstances in your life. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know, I'm not after using you. I want you to know me. And, 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 And that I think Gosh, that set something into motion mm-hmm. where 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to be more. And and here's the thing. Jesus had done nothing when his father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then he sent him into the wilderness <laughs> and he went in filled with the spirit and came out in the power thereof. And <sighs> so when we have that identity of understanding, yeah. I am loved in That's spite right. of myself. I That's am right. loved. And and that, that then I'm going to go out and find out the faithfulness of God in a place where there seems to be no provision, and just seeing God's love transform our situations, you know. And then again, right now we're living in a, a very confused age about mm. love. Mm. People think that if you disagree with them, you're not loving. You don't love them. Mm. But I've been married forty years this year. You can love people and disagree with them. <laughs> right. I, I, Amen. That's just silly. Because what's happening is because we are saying, oh no, you have to do it my way, we're not having conversations that we need to have. And and we're yeah. not having connections. Right. And we're right. not, we're we're like our hands are tied. You yeah. know, it'd be like me saying to John, listen, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a disagreement and you have to agree with everything I'm about to say. And he's right. gonna be like, I I don't know if I'm going to be willing to agree to all of that. So we need to say, love, I'm going to love you, which means I'm going to listen to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can love and disagree. And right now we live in an age where people have been, they're react, like they're, they've been triggered by a church that has preached truth yeah. without love. Yes. And truth without love is harsh. Yes. So they've responded by preaching love without truth. Yeah. But yeah. love without truth is a lie. And yeah. so you and I have a, a challenge to live the truth in love. Yes. And we do it personally. Yeah. We do yeah. it in our private life. We do it in how we respond on social media. Yeah. Oh, there's so many times I just want to slap back on social media. <laughs> and that's like, you don't get to do that. Right. Because that's not how I treat you. And you have to love others as I have loved Loved you. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that 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 really is this, you have to love to agree or you have to to agree with me is how you love me. But the whole need to be agreed with is because you weren't loved (laughs) or there was a lack of love of like a steadfastness of I can love you as like you said, like a healthy parent. I don't agree with everything my kid did. But my yeah. love doesn't change. God, God says the same way. I'm sure there's things I'm doing in my life that He's going. I'd like to change that, but until I have ears to hear, He's still going to love me, and His love is constant and fiercer than the grave. So God, He's so kind, and we need that type of love for people in the church because I think we haven't done it very well. <laughs> we have, we haven't shown I, love well. No, we have not, and we have not. Uh, lived well. Yeah. There's so much, you know, Bible says to live your life in such a way that there's no such thing as a secret. I mean, yeah. like, yes. what are we doing? What, what are Come we doing? on. Jesus is very clear. What you do in secret is going to be shouted from the rooftop. So I know the first portion was in the scripture. I'm just saying the Bible tells us. What's hidden that, gets revealed. Yeah. And let's, let's make sure we hide good things instead of bad things. Wow. You know, because we can we can hide good things. My son did the yeah. devotional today for our uh, prayer meeting, and he was talking about how when God will give you a promise, 
and it's so exciting. You're like, look at this promise. But then the promise goes into the dirt and it disappears and it's gone. Well, that's a seed. And we need to sow seeds of goodness, seeds of kindness and seeds of love. And, you know, one of the things that are so challenging to me is when you read David's words, where he like, and again, kind of framed the whole idea of fierce love. Yeah. Because David was a worshiping warrior. So he loved God fiercely, but he was fierce in battle. And he talks in Psalm 139, he says, how precious are your thoughts towards me? He didn't say, how precious are my thoughts about you, God? Yes. He says, how precious are your thoughts Mm -hmm. toward me? Mm -hmm. Well, most of us imagine God's like, Mm -hmm. really, Lisa? Did you just do that again? Lisa, Mm -hmm. did you just snap? Lisa, did you just do this? Lisa, were you negligent on that? Lisa, you didn't read your Bible enough. Lisa, well, I mean, I feel like God's still like, I want you to live your Bible, not just read it. But yes, uh, it's going to be a little bit more on, let's live it out. But all of those different dynamics, we have that in our brain. So we imagine God is looking for a reason to reject us when he's already set his love upon us. So Mm. he loves us. And again, this is hard for my brain to get it. He loves us in the same way that he loves Jesus. Now, I understand him loving Jesus. I don't understand him loving me in the same way. And maybe even if I'm having a really good day and I'm like, I I get him loving me like that. There's people out there. I'm like, I don't think you should love them. Like, I mean, like you, you can't be loving them the way you love Jesus. No way, God. And right. he's like, oh, see, that's not true, Lisa. Yeah. So, so God is love. Yeah. And then it says he has constant thoughts. Because David says, and when I'm waking, you're still with me. But in the middle, he doesn't just have good and constant. He has innumerable. So that's telling so me good. that God's constant thoughts of goodness are outside of my ability to comprehend. If I can't even count it, how could I comprehend it? Yeah. And that's the love that Paul talks about. It's a love that's, and he says, I I pray you would know this love that's incomprehensible. The love you could never know. I pray you will know it. Like, thanks for that, Paul. But it's that challenge to lean into it. There's still more. There's still more to know about God than you've ever known about how much he loves you. And it does, it changes, it changes us from feeling like we're going to be doers for God or servants of God. Like you said, that was perfect. Uh, Lisa, when I got really saved, you know, 20 some years ago, and and I I sense this in you too, like I got, I I got a call in my life. I got to do something with this. And I went right into that mode of, uh, I want to serve you. I want to do whatever it is. And I got to work and that orphan spirit was in me that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I needed someone to slow me down on the early days, or maybe at the very beginning, tell me he doesn't want you to work for him. He wants you to know his love for you. He wants to love you. He wants to love. That's why we have the saying in revelation wellness, Jesus loves the hell out of me. He loves all the things that I have brought to him that I think I'm good. Now there's lots of stuff in me. Those thoughts, those criticized critical thinking that I do of others judgments, my worldview pre-Jesus is still getting undone as he gives me the kingdom view so that his world is his work can be done here on heaven. So I, I think that this is a message that we tend to think, well, yeah, Jesus loves me, but man, if you make it your, your daily do like do this, 
be loved by God and love God and love others. That continuous cycle of, of love is just, we need more in the world, more of it. I remember my mom saying to me, I want to live in such a way that when I stand before my King, he says, what, what made you think I loved you so much? Mm. Meaning like, and, and, and she, I will say the tragic thing is she came to that realization way later in life because that, that love has to work its way out from our head to our heart. Yeah. And then in, in our heart, it works its way out into our lives. And yes. so how I interact with other people, That's right. I'm not, I'm not going to be thinking, oh, if you don't like me, then I don't like you. I'm going to be right. like, you know, what's going on? Leaning uh, in. You know, right. I'm going to, or, or you don't need me in your life and not in a mean way, but somebody else does. And each of us only has a certain capacity for uh, being able to be truly be there for people. And I yeah. think sometimes proximity is very important. Yeah. And if, if we think, um, you know, everybody outside of my world deserves more attention than the people in my world, yeah. we're going to be sorry yeah. because <laughs> right now, you know, like, okay, let's just be honest. I can post, I could, I could take a picture of this. My phone's on, but I mean, it's on, but it's not really doing anything. <laughs> I could take, I could take a picture and say, look at me. Mm-hmm. I am on revelation wellness and maybe. <laughs> 900 people would say, that's amazing. Yeah. My husband, he's going to be like, what are we doing for dinner tonight? And be like, Do you understand how profound I am? Do you understand? Uh, yeah. He'd be like, no, girl, girl I know you. We that's live good. together. Like, what's going on? That's so right. People I'm face to face with, they deserve more of my attention and my yeah. care than yeah. the people that I can yeah. hold in my hand. Yeah. in a virtual community. And you can sense that with you, Lisa, really, you truly can. Like you're just, you're a mom, you're a mom to so many of us doing this leading away of how to be in this very, uh, you know, social media world. And yes, there's a presence there, but that your presence is with people that are right in front of you. Like, I mean, I don't know. So, I have not been to your so house for you. dinner, but I'll come no. on over sometime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when we can I'm try in, to make you, that happen. Are you in Colorado? You're in Colorado. No, still. I was. See, that's oh, why you, I told so you. I've you moved have moved so many times. Yes. So are you in it? Are you in Atlanta? I'm in Phoenix. Phoenix, oh, Arizona. Phoenix, I used to be so much closer to you. Yeah. No, where? I am. I am in Franklin, Tennessee now. Oh, so wow. I used to be I used to be in the West. Now I'm in Franklin, Tennessee. So okay. I was just in Phoenix. I spoke at a conference uh, not long what? ago. I know. I feel I like there needs to be a bullet. There needs to be something of like, where is everyone this weekend? Well, I put it on my I put it on my Instagram. Uh, I used to put it on my feed. Yeah. And then people would get kind of mad, like, why don't you ever come to Philadelphia? I'm like, well, I come where I'm invited. <laughs> and then uh, and then we started to put it in our story just because we kind of felt like everybody was like, you know, you're not coming to my city. So I was oh, at um, Dream City. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Now? You yes, were Dream I was City. Dream. I was. Oh, man. Sorry well, to miss you. I come know back we got again. Make- yes. We'll I will. We will. Uh, and, and I'm going, when my, I'm going on a sabbatical kind of soon. So I will be, uh, I'm going to come and do a little tour. Dude, I have some friends in Tennessee. So. You okay. Know, well, now know. you have more. Now I'll you have find more. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you so much for you're so so welcome. We love you. Hey, before you go, I know our yeah. listeners want to know how are you moving your body lately? What you doing to steward what God's given okay. you? You're gonna laugh. I'm not gonna so my laugh. Husband, my husband for his 60th birthday got something called an e-bike, but I made fun of him and I called it an elderly bike. And sure. okay, okay, go. I know, I know. And then then he let me ride it. And then I was like, You were hooked. I need one. So bicycle riding, wind in my hair. I love, love that. it. My favorite, favorite thing to do. Lisa, so I just got me. one yesterday. You're kidding. No I way. Just, an e-bike. My husband got one first and yep. I was like, Same story. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And I've, I don't know. I, I don't think the e-bike situation would be for me. Same thing. And so, but we ordered it because I'm only five foot tall. How tall are you? You're tiny. Uh, I'm a teeny well, tiny. I was five, seven. I'm now five. Are you shrinking? You're coming down. I, I, <laughs> I did was with my, one. my pregnancies. My spine did a little bit of that. You. That's okay. what yes. my, I think my feet got flat in my pregnancy. So you're like here on me. Yes. I'm, yes. Like I'd cute. be about shoulder height. Okay. I'm, I'm the average size of your, I'm the size of your average 12 year old. Truly. About that that's size. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Oh yes, that's why I can shop in the uh, this the junior section. Should there be anything there for me, which I never do. <laughs> Whenever I'm around Forever Twenty One, I walk in. I'm like Lisa. Remember, you are not twenty one. You are fifty one. Yeah. This is not yeah. all because yeah. it fits you. It's not for you. I've explained um, to my husband sixty something women should not wear halters. Yeah, He's like, why not? I'm like, it's. I need. It's I, I'll show you next time I see somebody that nobody cared about her. I'm like, look. Look what that looks like. He's like, it's, oh, I've said, look at her back. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, there we go. It's, we don't, we don't do that. Knowing, hey, I'm always like, yeah. all right, rock it. I, you know, you gotta well, I'm, know I'm what. I just won't do it. And yeah, I get yeah. it. So I, he, he bought me and one of my daughter-in-laws the same halter for Mother's oh. Day one year. Oh, to wear matching but, halters. <laughs> yes. And so I had to explain, first of all, <laughs> I, I, I only wear things that, can can accommodate bras and then second we don't I don't wear halters anymore. So okay. there you go. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I know and my husband shops for me. I'm like, honey, I'm not this small anymore. I love you, but things are moving around. I don't know. Anyways, if you're, if you're 12 and you're up to here, you're that's the small. thing though. We talked about menopause. Like I'm I'm same height mm-hmm. this way, but things are expanding in places like just you wider. might you you might need to change what you're eating, <laughs> which is terrible. I there's really just should. Certain things, there's just certain things you don't metabolize. Much, you know what? But... I sh- I should just I'll turn Revelation Wellness over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the. What would we be doing? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's certain things like okay. I found out that I am like deathly allergic to something that's healthy that I was eating all the time. And I was having a horrible reaction in my body to it. Almonds. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess. That, uh, How'd the, you figure I, it out? I had, to, they did like a swab inside of yeah. my cheek and they said, you know, like there were certain things like you need to rotate this out of your diet for six months and reintroduce that. They're like almonds never. So um, it was bad. You know what? I feel like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me a little bit though on that because there's some food that there was a food that I've been asking the Lord about some things and um, I love eggs every morning. I honestly think I've eaten eggs every morning for my life for maybe 35 years. (laughs) And I I think there might, like, I might need to take a break on this, but I don't know what else to have. How bad is that? The person who's in one. 
I have oatmeal mixed with oat bran. I do that. Oatmeal, it's hot, yes? Because I need something warm. I I I pour boiling water on it and I do that and then I have some fruit. Where's the protein though? Yeah, see, there's me. I don't really care about protein. I I should. No, no, I have, I have, works. I have cashew milk. I have cashew milk in my okay, coffee. Okay, that has some. So it does have protein. And then I also do Dr. Josh Axe. I do his um, turmeric uh, yeah. collagen powder in my yeah. coffee. So I do get the protein through that. See, see. And then I eat should... protein at lunch. And then I I'm do protein. High... Yeah. I definitely so. need protein for just my, the amount of activity that I have going on. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't have as much activity as you have. Well, you'd, my you'd my AirPods are trying to die. They're dying. Them. They're dying. All right, everyone. So. We are going to go get this book, Fiercely Loved, a 90-day devotional to God's wild thoughts about you. We need more of this. Um, we need more, more, more this, Lord, more this in a time where we want to stand for truth and love. So let's do it, you guys. Go get the book. You can swipe up on the show notes here. Go link. I'm sure it's on Amazon with all the other books you have and what book are you writing next that is a really good question i have not landed on one yet so i have two ideas but i have not landed on where i'm going with it yet but i will tell you as soon as i know how's that okay i want yes yes and And, i want first dibs of we get you here and you'll be so excited to get on the other side of menopause i will be i'll be on the other side probably by the time i see you again next year that'd be awesome that'd be Awesome. awesome All right. We love you, Mama B. Thanks for being here. Thank you for everything you do. We hope you love this fun conversation with Elisa and Lisa. And would you do us a favor and share it with a friend and then leave us a review. Your kind words help us stay on mission, spreading the good news of Jesus. And don't forget, signups are still open for Platoon 29. Register before July 26th and you'll get the early bird discount, which saves you $200 off the price of training. You can swipe up on the show notes for the link to get registered today. Thanks for being here, friends. See you in all the places. Peace.